I'm always kind of surprised how loud it is in a restaurant with no one else in here. There's kitchen staff and that's it, and yet loud as earth. Hey yo, we are Fantasy on Draft. The FOD, or the FODcast, if you will. Welcome to episode numero 23, um, NMFL, and I'm going to get through some off-season NFL news today and talk about some top rookie wide receivers that will be coming into the league this year. A little housekeeping, where to find us. Um, the first place we'd like you to find us is we're on Patreon. That's www.patreon.com backslash fantasy on draft. Love to have you check it out. Even if you weren't to sign up, it would... I'd like to have you check it out and see what we have to offer. But sign-up is very easy. Just go to Patreon slash Fantasy on Draft, and you just have to put your name and email in, select a level of support, and add a card. Done and done. You get to buy the podcast a cup of coffee once a month and help keep the show running. Seriously, $1 per show helps out so much and will help make the show better and will make us smarter and we'll have better tools so we can... You know, learn more about the NFL and learn more about fantasy and and help you guys out. We'd love to have you check it out and help support us. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. I don't know why I can never say Apple Podcasts, but you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please like and subscribe. Maybe leave a review. We're on Facebook at Fantasy on Draft Podcasts. We also have a Bad Fantasy Football Trades page that we would love to have you check out and post awful trade offers that get sent to you or awful trades that go down in your league. We want to we wanna hear them. We want to see them, and we want to talk trash about them, actually. Also, our email is fantasyondraft at gmail.com. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T, the old spelling of draft. Love to have you send us some emails on any questions you have or anything you want us to talk about would be great. On today's episode, we're going to get into the week's news around the NFL, specifically coaching changes, and the six-pack of the week will be six top rookie-wide receivers for this year. Not going to do a full breakdown for them, but want to get their names out there. I want you to start knowing who the top rookies are. Then we'll finish off this week's show with the drunken trade of the week. But first, let's get into our beer of the day. Our beer of the day is Greengate. It's a hazy IPA from Secret Trail Brewing Company here in Chico, California. The AVB is 6.7%, and this is my favorite beer from Secret Trail. They are just down the street. They're awesome. They've been around, I think they've been around about five years now, and they just do a, a phenomenal job. I really like this beer. It's it's a hazy IPA, but it doesn't drink super hazy and super sweet. It definitely has a good hot profile and, you know, drinks with a little of the bitterness that, that I enjoy a lot. From their website, it says, This juicy IPA is named for a downhill mountain biking trail in Upper Park. Known for its treacherous forays into untamed greenways, and we wanted its namesake beer to be no different. The aroma is wet with extra pulp orange juice, grapefruit zest, and fresh cut pineapple. While Green Grape steeps the palate in a cornucopious of tropical fruit nectar and resiny hop flavor. Brewed and dry hopped with Mosaic, Idaho 7, and Equinot, 
This IPA boasts four pounds per barrel dry hop ratio, lending to its fresh press quality and overall juicy vibes. And I agree, the, the juiciness of this beer is, is just great, but it definitely has uh, a good mouthfeel. It's not super sweet and super heavy. It's definitely very drinkable. And, you know, I love that the bitterness comes through of it, the bitterness of the hops and the aroma on it with the dry hopping is just amazing. I, I really like this beer. I'm really happy. If you're in the area, if you can get to Secret Trail or if you can just find Secret Trail in, you know, the Northern California area, the Green Gate is highly recommended by me. I rated it an 8.1. I think it's great. You should try it out. Let's get into some news and notes around the NFL. There's not a whole lot going on right now in the NFL, but there was something funny I wanted to touch on. Hollywood Brown possibly retiring to play video games. This rumor was started by a guy named Drew on Twitter as at band underscore Drew. He said he had inside information from a person on Hollywood's management team and it took on a life of its own with some much bigger Twitter accounts reporting it too from Drew's tweet. It got a little weird and people were seriously wondering about it. I was seriously wondering. Uh, I know that video games can make some money. Turned out that it was a fake tweet. The guy just posted it to try to see what kind of traction he could get and it did it did go off um people were really interested to see if it was true or not and where twitter was kind of going crazy this was back around the the 13th or the 14th so it's been a little while it's clearly been false claims now the guy that posted it drew even came out and mentioned that it's kind of the responsibility of some of the bigger twitter accounts to verify that and and do it and it does kind of just lean you know it makes you question how much responsibility is there for people to put out twitter information you know there was the the brady retiring tweets that were put out and then brady came out himself and said no that's not true and then a couple days later it actually was true so it just kind of makes you wonder crazy times in the twitter world are reporting you have to really do some due diligence and even though it's a time of trying to be first on news and first to hear the news so you can possibly sneak a trade in or, or something like that, you know, if you're not hearing it from some of the big names, maybe want to vet your source before you just go out and follow anybody on Twitter. But it, it, it is a funny time, crazy time in the Twitter world of reporting right now. That was just something that kind of made me laugh. The real news I want to get into is coaching changes in the NFL. Um, there were nine coaching changes, some of them for the better, some of them maybe not, but we'll just kind of dive into it. The first one I want to talk about is the Chicago Bears. They have now signed Matt Eberflus to be their head coach. He was last the Colts defensive coordinator from 2018 to 2021. He's replacing Matt Nagy. He's also bringing along Green Bay's quarterback coach, Luke Getze, as his offensive coordinator. Hopefully they can get some work done with Justin Fields and make him a competent starter. They definitely need to do something to get the offense to click in a way it wasn't under Nagy. For the NFL team, not a horrible hire. 
for fantasy, not loving it, but we'll see what Luke Getzky, Getzky can do. He was definitely somebody that Aaron Rodgers, you know, really liked as he was his quarterback coach. But sometimes when you're coaching the likes of Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to say how much of the coaching and how much of the Hall of Fame player. But Rodgers has gone back-to-back MVPs. We'll see. We'll see if the OC is just ready to take the next step and let Eberflus concentrate on the defense, and maybe we can get some stuff out of the offense. They're definitely going to need some wide receivers to come in. I'm assuming that Allen Robinson will not be back. They'll just be going with Mooney, so hopefully they can get some more wide receivers in to at least be competent and help out a little bit because I would like to see Justin Fields succeed I think he has the tools to do it especially being a rushing quarterback so it would be great to see them give him some tools and have him make the next step and and do well it would be good to see the Bears have a semi-decent offense again especially when I have shares of David Montgomery that I'd like to see succeed the Denver Broncos they hired Nathaniel Hackett who was recently the Packers offensive coordinator from 2019 to 2021. He's replacing Vic Fangio. The question does have to be asked, was he hired just to try to get Aaron Rodgers lured over to the Denver Broncos? And if if so, and if it works, it'll be a great hire. If not, well, still nice to see an offensive head coach. Um, This is a coach that, again, Aaron Rodgers has been saying needs to be a head coach and should get the opportunity for a while so it's nice to see that it's nice to see an offensive coach instead of Vic Fangio the Broncos have a lot of weapons on offense they have a lot of players that if given the right strategy if given the right team and they need to be given a quarterback but could really succeed it could be an offense that you want to get pieces of if especially if they can get Aaron Rodgers to come in I'm not so sure how that's going to go but if they can get even a competent quarterback and the new head coach can bring in an offensive system to utilize some of those weapons I think it it could be an offense that you want pieces of especially the wide receivers they got a lot of wide receivers their running backs be good I'm not sure if they're going to bring Melvin Gordon back or not but I think that the old grumpy defensive guys haven't done anything for Denver in a while, and they have weapons. They just need to be unleashed, so hopefully Hackett can do that. At least he's bringing an offensive mind, so hopefully we'll we'll see some improvement there. Houston Texans, they brought... Actually, they didn't bring in. They just hired Lovey Smith. He was their defensive coordinator in 2021, and they're replacing David Coley. I don't like this hire at all. I hate it both as an NFL move and definitely as a fantasy move. I'm not sure why they would move on from a coach that basically was given an 0-17 team and somehow won four games. I'm not sure if maybe that's the problem, maybe that they didn't want Coley to win and winning four games and knocking them out of the number one pick was was kind of an issue. But, man, I, I think Lovey Smith just doesn't move the needle. Unfortunately, for fantasy purposes, the team doesn't really have a 
a ton of fantasy relevant options anyways and not sure what they're going to do at quarterback as of right now it looks like davis mills will be the quarterback he had a decent year last year kind of just thrown into the fire and i don't really have a lot of hope for them to get much better this year i think that lovey smith will be fine for the nfl team possibly i don't know i just think it's bad i think they could have done something better i think they even could have let David Coley go. To replace a head coach after the first year of a rebuild just seems tough and seems like you're not really giving other coaches the opportunity to want to take your job. You know, you have to go into a job like that knowing, okay, we're not going to be competitive this year. We're actually going to be bad. And then they fire you after that. If you're a coach that's trying to get a, a coaching job and that's something you have to option. Well, they didn't even let this guy finish his rebuild. They gave him trash and then fired him. I don't know. Boo this team. Not a fan. Jacksonville Jaguars, they hired Doug Peterson. He was formerly the Eagles head coach from 2016 to 2020. He's replacing Daryl Bevel, who was the interim for the before-mentioned piece of junk Urban Meyer. I actually like this hire a lot. Carson Wentz was pretty good with Peterson. I know Frank Reich gets a lot of the credit, but that didn't go so well last year, so maybe it was Peterson the whole time. What could that do for Trevor Lawrence? Could this be a shot in the arm the Jags need? I mean, he did win a Super Bowl with the Eagles. I think if Peterson gets some front office and ownership help, maybe we see some good things from T-Law, from ETN, and the bunch. I think overall it's a good hire. I think that their offense was stale last year and didn't get much out of Trevor Lawrence. I know that coming from the college level to the NFL sometimes can be hard. Totally understandable. Peyton Manning threw the most interceptions as a rookie ever at the time. So I know that sometimes rookies coming in can be tough, and I'm really happy to see an offensive coach come in and actually be – ready to work with a young quarterback I'm hoping that this will be good things for T-Law I think if you have the opportunity to go out and get him you can kind of get him as a buy low right now and maybe we'll see him get closer to the the quarterback he was at Clemson than he was last year with the Jaguars I think as a whole the team will be better and there's some pieces here I mean there's some pieces to go you know with ETN and James Robinson if he can come back and LaVisca Chanel I think there's some stuff that can happen I think I think overall this is a really good hire Doug Peterson kind of fell out of favor with a lot of NFL people the last year that he was with the Eagles where notably the offense kind of got slow moving but in the beginning, it was it was really good moving, and Carson Wentz did really good with him. I'm hoping that the year off Doug Peterson took will maybe help revitalize him and in turn will help revitalize some of these offensive players on the Jacksonville Jaguars because, let's be honest, they need it. It would be nice for fantasy and it would be nice for Jaguars fans who haven't had much to cheer about in years. Las Vegas Raiders, they hired Josh McDaniels. He replaces Rich Bisaccia, who was the interim for John Gruden. 
I'm not a huge fan of this hire. McDaniels is always looked at as a good good candidate, good head coach candidate, but I'm not really sure what he's done. I mean, he ran the Patriots offense for years, but again, having one of the best to ever do it in Tom Brady, I don't know if that makes you a special coach or if you just get to ride the coattails of the GOAT. The two years since Tom left, the offense has been bad slash mediocre at best. And McDaniels failed in Denver back in 2009, 2010, I think it was. So, no, I'm not excited about this. I think Basaccia was doing good things and should have been given a shot. Um, I think that he got the best out of his team and the players were willing to play for him. I'm also not sold on the Hunter Renfro being the next Julian Edelman either. I think Derek Carr's what Derek Carr is, and I think Darren Waller comes back healthy and eats up a lot of last year's targets. So I think this offense can kind of stay stale. I think that Derek Carr is not going to be slinging the ball around to really open it up. But I did hear McDaniel say that he wants to use Josh Jacobs in the passing game more, which is always good to hear. Um, That would be great if he could turn Josh Jacobs into what we thought he was going to be when he first came into the league. Um, I also think it would be a good time to use the narrative to sell Renfro, saying he's going to be the next Wes Welker, Julian Edelman of this offense and a PPR machine. I've seen him go for some high draft picks and big-name players. I would use this time to move him. Some of the trades I've seen, I was looking some stuff up, uh, Renfro and an early first for two mid-to-late firsts and a 23 first. So basically Renfro and an early first for three firsts. Renfro for Miles Sanders straight up. I saw Renfro and a 22 third go for a 23 first. This one I feel is crazy. Renfro and a 22 third for Joe Mixon. Um, I would take Joe Mixon all day in that scenario. I also saw Renfro and a second and a third for DJ Moore. And I would, man, I would love to get DJ Moore if I had any shares of Renfro. Again, these trades are in vacuum, so it's hard to say in your league that you can get these exact trades but I think there is a lot of hype on him and I think trades close to this are available so if I had Renfro I would you know I would instantly put him on my trade block and I would start putting some feelers out there who are the people that thinks he's going to be Julian Edelman or who are the people that think he's going to be Wes Welker and you know who thinks he's going to be a PPR machine and let's try to get some some assets that we think are going to be a little bit better. The Miami Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, who was the 49ers offensive coordinator in 2021, and he's replacing Brian Flores. I do like this hire, but it is taking a risk. He is just 38, but has been part of the Shanahan coaching tree, the the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, which has brought us Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, So hopefully he picked up some of the knowledge along the way and can use it the way some of these other younger coaches have done it. Kyle Shanahan's been a huge success. Sean McVay's been a huge success. Even Matt LaFleur. So would love to see Mike McDaniel be the next 
success out of that coaching tree. He's he was the Niners OC uh, last year. Before that, he was their run game coordinator, and that's pretty huge. The Niners can basically plug and play running backs. So I would say whoever becomes the running back in Miami, get him. If you can bring some good things to Tua, this team could produce fantasy-wise quickly, especially wide receiver Jalen Waddle. I think Waddle's going to be basically untouchable after next year, so if you have the opportunity to get him, get him now because he is going to be pricey and expensive after this year. I think that McDaniel will use him in a way that they use Debo. Not to say the same way, but they will just they were going to make an effort to get him the ball in ways that aren't always traditional, run down the field and throw it to him. I think they're going to make an effort to get him the ball, you know, on some sweeps, on some screens, on some slants. I think that Waddle will become a giant player in the fantasy world after this year. The New Orleans Saints, they hired Dennis Allen. He was the Saints defensive coordinator from 2015 to 2021. And he replaces Sean Payton. Sean Payton stepped down. He said, I'm done. The Saints are not going to be good and we're $50 million over the cap, so I'm out. The Saints decided to go with their defensive coordinator and I don't like it. I'm, I'm not a fan. Nothing about this helps the team or the fantasy stats of the players. I have some shares of Kamara, and even if he does get out of some of his legal trouble, not sure the team is going to be any good anyway. Not sure who the quarterback is going to be. I heard today that there's talk of them bringing back Jameis Winston, um, so that could be it. Probably not Taysom Hill now that Peyton is gone. That was always weird to me. Why did he love Hill so much? He paid him way too much money to be the most mediocre player on the team. I mean, I understand he did some stuff on special teams, but they would take out Hall of Famer Drew Brees and put Taysom Hill in. None of it really made sense to me. I'm not sure. He must have had some type of blackmail on Peyton, but... Anyways, the team is not very good. They're, like I said, they're about $50 million over the cap, and Peyton did it, and then he bailed. They probably couldn't get any other coach to take the job, so they gave it to their defensive coordinator. And I'm I'm not sure what's going to happen here. You know, depending on Kamara's legal troubles, depending who they have to come in and, and be the quarterback, and depending... What Michael Thomas does, I mean, this team could be really bad. At least the offensive-wise, fantasy-wise, it could be really bad. So I'm scared for my Camara shares. I'm scared for my Jameis Winston shares. And I, who knows with Michael Thomas? I mean, that guy, he could come back and be amazing again. Or after sitting out for basically two years, a year and a half, he could be washed up and done. So the Saints scare me a little bit. Minnesota Vikings, they hired Kevin O'Connell. He was the Rams offensive coordinator um, from 2020 to 2021, and he replaces Mike Zimmer. 
Um, I'm kind of mediocre on this hire. I'm I'm definitely glad that it's an offensive minded coach. And then again, he is, you know, he was with McVay last year and he's kind of from that that same tree. You know, he's one of the younger guys. Um, so that helps. I'm just worried more as an NFL team that they may be rebuilding soon. There's talk of possibly trading cousins. Dalvin Cook has a little bit of legal issues and is starting to get older. I mean, I think he's still just 26, but starting to get up there. Adam Thielen is old already. I mean, I think he's supposed to come back, but you know, he's been injured a bit the last couple years and he's really only been helping with touchdowns. So not sure really how that is going to go. If they do bring back Cousins, that's definitely going to help Justin Jefferson. He's a stud. I think it'll I think Dalvin Cook will still be good for for a couple years, but he's definitely on the point where he's he's starting to you know, just you're starting to the point of, do I want to trade him? Do I want to, you know, if your team's good enough to actually go for the ship, you want to play him another year. But he's getting to that point of, you know, what do we do? So keep an eye on that. And then, you know, offensive guy, better than a defensive guy for fantasy anyways. So hopefully that helps. And the last one, the New York Giants signed Brian Dable. He was the Bills offensive coordinator from 2018 to 2021, and he replaces Joe Judge. I think this is a great hire. Well, first off, just moving away from Joe Judge is great. He liked to talk tough but didn't really do anything. Players didn't seem to like him, and and he sucked. So that's the first step. Then to hire Dable, who has been right there as a big part of Josh Allen's come up. Yes, please. I'd like to see, you know, if he can do some of that magic on Daniel Jones. Um, you know, I'm not not that Daniel Jones and Josh Allen are even close to the same player, but you know, they got a little bit. Daniel Jones likes to run a little bit and he can throw it. So it would be nice to see if if they can come in and maybe make him a little bit better of a quarterback and fix some of his passing woes and and see what they can do and I'm I'm hoping that it'll help Saquon, you know, as well. Uh I've traded for Saquon kind of recently the end of last year and and this off season, so you know, hoping they can get Daniel Jones to settle down a bit and maybe that'll help revive Saquon. Um I think that Brian Dable, you know, has spent time with a lot of really good um, franchises, you know, he was with the Patriots. He was most recently with the Bills. He'd been with Kansas City. He even did some time as offensive ca- coordinator at uh, Alabama in the college ranks. So he's definitely seen, you know, how good franchises are ran. And I'm hoping he can do some of that, bring some of that to the Giants. I they definitely, if they can get some O line help, I could see them having some weapons for the fantasy game for sure. With, you know, if we can get Saquon back to what he was in the beginning of his career and we got Kadarius Tony, if he can get going, it would be nice to see Daniel Jones step up a little bit and make them a little more relevant, at least in the fantasy football game. That would be great. So I really like that hire. I'm hoping that he's also coming in. The new general manager of the Giants is also from Buffalo, so I'm hoping that they can work well together and try to build something there that 
have some success and hopefully that leads to fantasy success for for us and for the players that that we have and hopefully we can take advantage of some of that so let's go Saquon um we got the fantasy on draft question of the week I've seen some people talking about this a little bit on Twitter and it was going around some of the news outlets and stuff and the question is is Matt Stafford a hall of famer after his Super Bowl win. Think not yet. I think he's on his way if he can continue to put up kind of some of the same stats for a few more years and continue to get the Rams to the playoffs and win a few playoff games. Right now, he's 12th all-time in passing, 12th all-time in TD passes, and 21st in passer rating. But a lot of those stats were put up in Detroit when they were so bad. He was... He was literally just chucking the rock around like crazy and putting up the yards, you know, like crazy. And I think that he would need some more playoff wins to play for some more teams. If the Rams can continue to be consistent, you know, be in the hunt every year for the NFC West title, make the playoffs, win some playoff games. I don't know if they necessarily need to you know, go and win a bunch more Super Bowls to cement his legacy. Of course, it would help. But I just don't think he's he's quite at the Hall of Fame level right now. Some of the guys that are ahead of him and some of the yards and stuff, like guys like Matt Ryan and different stuff, I, I don't think are at the Hall of Fame level. And if he's not better than them, then, you know, what is what is he bringing? So... My answer to that, he's not quite a Hall of Famer, but he's definitely on his way, and I've always liked Stafford, so I'd like to see him to, you know, continue to do well besides the fact that he plays in the NFC West with my Niners. But, you know, other than that, it was good to see him win a, win a Super Bowl. And, you know, after all the years he spent in Detroit where they just did nothing to help him win, it was it was nice to see see what he did. All right, let's move on to this week's sponsor. This week's show is brought to you by A&J Party Center, which is a party supply and rental shop. They have party supplies and rentals for all sizes of gatherings, from weddings, birthdays, prom, graduation parties, even to grand openings, conferences, concerts, and more. They have a great selection of party supplies and rentals, and they will happily deliver to your next occasion. Located here in Chico, California at 1801 Esplanade, Chico, California. Find them online at www.ajparty.com. Okay, nice. Let's jump into our six-pack of the week. Our six-pack this week is going to be rookie wide receivers. We're going to start looking at the top wide receivers that are coming out in this year's draft. This is my top six for right now. Um, I'm going to do more of a in-depth look at these players later. But right now, I just want you to hear the names so that when they start talking about him, especially with the combine coming up, they're going to start talking a bunch more about the NFL draft. We're going to see a lot more mock drafts from some of the bigger names on ESPN, Fox, all those guys. So I just want to kind of touch on a few of these guys kind of quickly, but give you my top six wide receivers so you can start paying attention to them and understanding when you hear the names who they are. Number one, Traylon Burke. He is from Arkansas. He's 21 years old and he is six foot three. 
225 pounds. He is big. He is fast. He is great. He is the potential to be the 101 in this year rookie drafts. He has the potential to be the 101 even in super flex rookie drafts. Some of that is due to the fact that the quarterbacks are not as high this year, but some of that is due to the fact of how good he can be, how big he is, how fast he is. I've seen comps of A.J. Brown and Debo, and I don't know if he's quite going to be as good as those players, but his body type and what he can do when he has the ball in his hands kind of does go into that a little bit. So number one, Traylon Burks. Number two, Jamison Williams. He's out of Alabama. He's 20 years old and he's six foot two, 189 pounds. He unfortunately tore his ACL in the championship game. So he is going to, you know, be out for the beginning of the season. And, you know, that is going to definitely have him drop in the NFL draft. It'll probably have him drop a little bit in rookie drafts. But he was on his way to be a top 10 pick before the injury. On the season, he'd had 79 catches for 1,572 yards and 15 touchdowns. I mean, that is quite a season. He's still Mel Kuyper's number two wide receiver off the board in the most recent mock, and he is just a all-around great wide receiver. Unfortunately, the ACL is going to jump him down a little bit. I'm not sure if he would still be the number one wide receiver if he hadn't torn his ACL. I think Traylon Burke still may be the number one, but he might have been the number one quarterback off the board in the actual NFL draft. So again, that is Jamison Williams from Alabama. Number three, Drake London from USC. He's 20 years old. He is a monster, six foot five inches, 210 pounds. He is huge. Um, there's talk of him having separation issues. Sometimes on tape, it kind of looks that way, but he makes up for it with contested catches and his catch radius. I mean, he just goes up and gets the ball and will take the ball away from people. I've seen Mike Williams. I've seen Vincent Jackson. I've even seen Brandon Marshall comps for him. And he's probably going to be the first wide receiver drafted in the actual NFL draft. So the guy, you know, has some some get up and get the ball, take it away. And the ball in his hands, he's a monster running over people. So Drake London is my number three wide receiver. Um, number four, Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. He is 21 years old. He's six foot, exactly 192 pounds. And just a yak machine. I mean, the yards the guy gets after a catch. He's just dynamic with the ball in his hand. Um, I've seen Calvin Ridley comps. He played a lot in the slot last year, but actually did a lot of damage when he was on the outside as well. I mean, just get the ball in this guy's hands and, and he gets crazy. He can, you know... He can just outrun people and make his way through through the middle of the field until he gets pay dirt. Um, so again, that is number four. That is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. 
Um, there's a bit of a tear break here. I'd say those first four are, are super solid. Those guys are wide receivers. You're going to want to get on your team. They're going to be great. I think these next two are a little bit of a tear break. But at number five, I have Jahan Dotson from Penn State. He is 21 years old, 5 feet 11 inches, and 182 pounds, um, but very explosive and showed some just great acceleration, especially when the ball was in the air to go and get it. He had some drops early in his career, but this last season he only had two, only had two drops in 2021. I do want to see his combine numbers to see his actual height and weight, and it would be nice to see what he runs. So, you know, pay attention to the combine for all these guys, actually. But that is number five, Jahan Dotson. Number six, we have Chris Olave from Ohio State. He is 21 years old and six feet one inches tall. 188 pounds and he is so smooth i mean he can make defenders look stupid he easily gets separation i mean there's plays where i feel like he's got four to five yards separation on a guy for just the move he put on him but not really sure if he's ever going to be the wide receiver one on his team but he's definitely a high floor guy he plays everywhere on the field I mean, he's going to be a guy that'll be on your fantasy roster for years and will always be a solid wide receiver two for you. And if you have him as your wide receiver three, I mean, you'll be you'll be very happy. He will probably go kind of early in the in the draft. He's definitely a first round guy, but I think he's a little more help the NFL team than he's going to help your fantasy team. But I think he'll always be solid. He'll just be one of those guys that you know always always is good always has you know definitely good seasons hitting a thousand yards doing it well but just not the alpha male that some of the some of the earlier guys will be but again that's number six chris alave so just to hit the names again for you number one Traylon burks number two jameson williams number three drake london number four garrett wilson number five jahan dotson and number six, Chris Olave. And like I said, I, I will try to get into some more in-depth information for these guys after we watch a little bit more tape, after we see some of the combine and stuff. But I just wanted to get their names out so you can start, you know, recognizing the names when they start talking to them here and about the combine and different stuff. Pro days are starting to come up. So just wanted to give you my top six there. Okay, I've finished my beer of the day, and I just finished my six-pack of the week. So now it's time to get into the drunken trade of the week. This trade is brought to you by At Bad Fantasy Football Trades. Uh, it's a page on Facebook. I actually pulled this trade right from that page because it's where people give us a lot of good, good trade fodder, a lot of stuff that we like to look at and say, what? the heck were they thinking and this is one this is one that goes right along with that and i i like the person who did it even included the the note that the person who sent it said so we'll just kind of get started here uh this person is trading away marlon mack chris carson michael thomas and a 24 second so not 22, not 23, a 24 second. Marlon Mack, Chris Carson, Michael Thomas. 
In return, they are getting A.J. Dillon, running back from Green Bay, uh, Scary Terry McLaurin, wide receiver from Washington, Mitch Trubisky, quarterback who's backing up Buffalo right now, but there's talk of him leaving to possibly get a starting job again, and Christian McCaffrey. But he typed a little note when he sent that and said, not sure if you're interested in this trade or not, but it swaps some of our depth for each other. You're better on running backs, and I'm good on wide receivers. CMC and Michael Thomas are injured wild cards here. I hate this trade with a fiery passion. Marlon Mack is... I mean, he's been injured. He's tore his Achilles, so him coming back is a question mark. Uh, he's right that Michael Thomas is an injured wild card, but he's been out almost two years. Who knows what he's going to do? I mentioned him earlier. Chris Carson has a neck injury. He legitimately may never play again. Probably won't go back to Seattle where he at least had, you know, the respect and he liked the coaching staff liked him and was willing to play him even as a six round draft pick. They played him over their first round picks, but he's probably leaving there. And then a 24 second for Christian McCaffrey, who is still in startups, the second running back off the board. I mean, yes, he's been injured the last couple of years, but he's not an injured wild card. He's had different injuries and they've just kind of stuff that's kept him out. You know, it's not been one big, huge injury that's kept him out for a year and a half, two years like Michael Thomas. A.J. Dillon has a just a ton of upside right now. They The Packers do still have Aaron Jones, but they clearly split a whole bunch with A.J. Dillon. Terry McLaurin, if he gets a quarterback, he could be a top five startup wide receiver pretty well. And I don't know if it's super flex. It doesn't say, but Mitch Trubisky is a quarterback for one, backs up Josh Allen, where if anything was to happen to Josh Allen, he would be there. But if he leaves, he could go and get a starting job. I just think this is trash all the way around. I think the McCaffrey, McLaurin, Trubisky, Dillon side would run away with this. And the fact that the guy's just trying to say it's, you know, depth for one team to another and some wild cards here makes me laugh hysterically. This is an awful trade. We like to ask, what would it take for me to make this trade? And for me to give up McCaffrey, McLaren, McLaurin, A.J. Dillon, and Trubisky, I wouldn't want any of the trash that is being thrown in there. I mean, it would need multiple first rounds for McCaffrey and McLaurin. And, I mean, it would be multiple first rounds, and it would be top young talent. I mean, this this is not good. This is awful. But please keep sending these awful trades out so people can put them in the bad fantasy football trades and give me something to talk about and something to shake my head at and say, what the heck were you thinking? That's pretty much going to wrap it up for me for the day. I'm so happy to have you here listening to the show. Please check out our Patreon page. Lots of extras available to Patreon members, and it really helps us keep podcasting. Again, that's www.patreon.com slash fantasy on draft. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. You can rate us there. Five-star reviews are awesome. They really help people find us when they search in Apple, when they search on Spotify. So that would be great. It definitely 
means a lot when you do rate it and subscribe. We appreciate it a lot. You can also email us if you want. Maybe any fantasy questions, start sit questions when we get closer to the season or draft questions. Or if you have any questions about rookies, let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook or email us at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. Again, that's the old school spelling of draft, D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Thanks so much for checking us out. Please remember, be nice to each other. Tip your bartender. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.